The following content has been provided by RWTH Aachen University. So now let's look a little bit deeper into um, the .NET framework. So basically that framework that lets you choose uh, a bunch of different languages. Um, and as you will see, the .NET framework uh, has two fundamental differences, or basically one big fundamental difference. It runs, all the applications run on a virtual machine. And that, as you think about the lectures that we had before on cross-platform um, toolkits, allows you not only to run .NET applications on Windows, but also theoretically on other platforms. So um, the .NET framework is a software platform developed by Microsoft, um, and uh, it is a layer on top of Windows and, all, Windows and also other systems like Linux, for example. And we will see with uh, .NET Core, which is basically uh, the more modern version um, that has just been released, I think on the 27th of June this year, the first stable version. Uh, it's also um, officially by supported by Microsoft uh, for the Mac, for example, where you can use the .NET framework to implement Mac applications. I think using then Objective-C as the language. Um, so it consists basically of two big components, uh, the framework class library, and within the framework class library, we have also the, the base um, class library, uh, which is basically for yeah, the user interface, data access, web application development, and, and, and the like. And then we have the common language runtime, which is basically the virtual machine that then runs the managed code that you write um, uh, your .NET application in. Um, so .NET is famous for its language interoperability, as I said. So each language um, can use code written in, um, in other languages. And um, that's basically a, a huge advantage for the developer. So it's basically, uh, it runs on Windows and I can pick any, other, any language that I like, but it could also theoretically run on other platforms or it's easy to port to other platforms there. Uh, so you might have heard of Mono, for example, as a implementation of the .NET framework that you could, for example, uh, use on Linux systems. Um, so the vision basically behind the .NET was um, joining all existing software systems and platforms. Um, actually, when .NET was started, um, even Microsoft employees didn't really understand what .NET actually is. So there was like a lot of confusion there. Um, now in .NET Core, as I said, the goal is basically to have cross-platform uh, support um, um, again, but now basically maintained completely by Microsoft. Um, and um, it's a redesigned version of .NET that is based on the simplified version of class libraries, so even bringing some simplifications in there. And uh, the .NET Core is available uh, as of Windows 10. So here's a quick overview of the architecture that shows you how things are actually put together, especially the common language runtime and the uh, frame, framework class library. So we have our operating system, so basically Windows, but it can also be Linux or FreeBSD Unix. And then we have our virtual machine hooking in here. And the virtual machine has uh, some kind of features like it features garbage collection, for example, so no need for the developer to handle um, um, yeah, memory or to maintain memory management, basically. It's also some security features, and it has a just-in-time compiler. Um, so that basically means that um, the managed code that you have is not pre-compiled. It will, as soon as you launch the application, the code will be compiled just in time. 
And um, that is basically to ensure that the code, the managed code that is written is optimized for the platform that you're running it on. Um, and um, that it's also um, yeah, compiled as fast as possible. Then on top we have basically our, yeah, our entire framework um, and um, that splits up also in ASP.NET, so for developing uh, web pages, the active server pages, Adonet I think is for database applications, web services and the like, we will talk about this in detail. And yeah, on top is our application that the user then basically um, uh, uses. So let's have a look into the base class library. So what does it support? So it basically has, um, similar to the Windows uh, API, we have um, different namespaces here that, um, or, or, or collections basically, um, that are in charge of several things. So we have the system collections uh, and system collections generic. That's basically a collection of objects like lists, trees, arrays, hash tables and stuff like this, so basically data structures that you have available. Uh, system I.O., as you might guess, is for input and output, so for data streams, files, folders, read and write files of different formats, then threading uh, for um, threading and synchronization, so also semaphores and monitors available to you. Then the system net is for network programming. System reflection is basically for access to metadata of programs, um, and um, to dynamically change data and call methods. Um, so it's, for example, possible to create and execute um, applications or programs at runtime. Uh, then we have the system window forms, and yeah, as you might guess, this is for um, the graphical user interface, and it actually replaces the Microsoft Foundation classes. And then XML, system XML for creating, reading um, XML files. Um, so the framework class library is basically a superset of the base class library. It also contains still Windows Forms and here also Windows Presentation Foundation. Um, and um, it has um, the packages ASP.NET and Aeronet. Um, and as I said, uh, I think there's a slide on ASP.NET, which is basically for um, development of web pages and it blurs actually the style of how you implement web pages with how you actually implement GUI applications. So you can actually drag and drop interface elements um, onto your website, basically. Um, so the .NET architecture has um, this, this runtime environment for all .NET programs. So it is the virtual machine that, as I said, on the one hand supports just-in-time compilation um, as of its latest version, I think in the .NET Core, um, it is also capable of ahead-of-time compilation, which is basically even before uh, the application is launched, there is already some code that is um, pre-compiled, basically, which is, of course, for faster startup. So what, you, what basically happens is when you run the application, uh, it gets compiled just in time, and that, of course, takes some time on the first launch, but... Uh, having something um, compiled ahead of time uh, would result in a faster uh, launch time. So, and this virtual machine concept basically makes um, these applications platform and language independent, as you know from Java, for example, or theoretically also Qt, but in Qt, as we know, um, we have to compile everything by ourselves. Um, so .NET also has a rich library of UI components that you can uh, choose from and um, as I said, it also features garbage collection, um, so uh, less hassle with memory management. 
Um, yeah, I've already talked about this. So um, ASP.NET uh, is basically the programming of dynamic websites. And again, uh, you can use different languages here. And, and now you can basically use um, uh, these object-oriented um, um, languages. Again, we have a rich set of uh, GUI elements. And um, as I said, it is basically a blurring of how you implement web pages similar to how you would do that with GUI applications, basically. So what kind of applications exist uh, with .NET? Um, we can still have console applications. We can still have Windows Forms applications and Windows Presentation Foundation applications, um, ASP.NET and ADO.NET applications with the classic .NET. With .NET Core, we still have console applications, but now, um, I will talk about this later, we will have um, applications that run on the universal Windows platform, which is basically Windows 10, so it will run on any of the devices that support Windows 10. Uh, and also um, web pages are still supported there. Um, with um, Mono or Xamarin, we can actually make iOS applications, Android applications uh, run on, on Windows, for example. So Mono was actually the um, um, implementation of the .NET framework on the Linux systems, and that was maintained by a company called Xamarin. Microsoft actually acquired that company, so now everything is basically under the hood of Microsoft, and that is basically um, how .NET Core um, came into play here. Um, I think there's even an, an uh, yeah, not a real IDE, but a code editor available from, how is it called, Visual Studio Code or something that you can run natively on the Mac, so it's actually... Um, Microsoft also peeking into um, Mac development. So let's summarize .NET Core. Um, so it's cross-platform, free, and open source. Um, it now comes with the improved just-in-time compiler. So it's a 64-bit compiler um, that uh, targets both as uh, at um, a faster compile time, so it's twice as fast as the previous version, and it also creates a better optimized code, code for the platform that you are running this application uh, or, or you are um, virtual machine on. Um, it actually shares a subset of the entire .NET framework, but uh, it also comes with its own API, so these are not equivalent uh, to each other completely. Um, and it's actually one of the options that you can use for implementing uh, Windows um, applications that target now at Windows 10 and um, run them on, on different um, devices. Uh, so, and, and here, actually, um, the support for WinForms and Windows Presentation uh, Foundation applications uh, has been deprecated, so that is not possible anymore. This content was provided by RWTH, Aachen University.